Next on BYUSN is a 10-win season for BYU football on the line tomorrow against Arkansas. And what makes us think that BYU is going to play a different and better brand of football? Because they're home, Jerem. Yeah, they're baby! back home! Let's go! Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, October 14th, wherever and however you're connected. This is how we do it. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside late-night basketball junkie Jerem Jordan. I was not there last night. Uh, I, I should have gone, though. Uh, I was in bed, like, sleepy. It was sleepy time. But what a showing from The Rock and BYU uh, Nation. Hey, look, Slick Nick was there, Jim Fredette. <laughs> I saw the costume in the makeup room. Timmy uh, Schloss. Timmy Schloss, a.k.a. Slick Nick. What a night at Midnight Madness. And they revealed the jersey I'm wearing right now. Shout-out to Trey Stewart. Oh, sick video of the Navy Uni Spence with royal trim. Yeah. I mean, this thing is nice. I have Tra Trey Stewart's jersey on right now. We're, we're yes. the same weight, I think, which is what I learned today. But it is great. I love it, There's man. a reason I chose this polo today. Heck it yeah. It was based on the basketball uniform reveal last night. Now, it's key for me, however, that it's a navy base yes. with royal trim. That's what I like. If it were royal with navy trim, I wouldn't like it as much. But I well, like the navy well. base with the royal trim. Okay. Don't forget what Rudy Williams told us. I he remember. told us there are other options I remember. coming down yes. the pipe. So we've seen the new white look with BYU. We now have the Navy with Royal Trim, Brigham Young. Yes. We got a couple more, <laughs> which is exciting. <laughs> hey, welcome to 2022 because the Jersey game, again, it caters to the players. And this is exciting and fun. And guess what? You push a little merch. Okay, we are pushing this content on the show today on a game day eve. ESPN's Dave Pash will join the program. He is calling the game. BYU and Arkansas, what sticks out about the matchup to him? Game notes, game day guarantees. I mail it in on one of them just to get on the board. Yep. And a report about the Big 12 schedule, divisions, rivalries, Texas and Oklahoma. Spencer, let's kick off headlines, baby. Let's do it. Four and two BYU football, three spots out of the latest AP Top 25, working to jump back in. Win over Arkansas might do it. They host the three and three Razorbacks tomorrow at a sold out Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the homecoming yeah. wideout game. Hard to pick a favorite in this contest. Mm -hmm. Vegas consensus has it as a coin flip or pick em game. Of note, BYU is given a 64% chance to win this game, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. I can guarantee you that BYUSN Game Day will get you set with anything and everything you could possibly hope to know as it pertains to Arkansas BYU 1:30 Eastern on BYU TV. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated reports the Big 12 won't have divisions, will feature a nine-game schedule. Texas and Oklahoma are expected to remain in the league the next two years. Everybody going to play everybody at least once in that span, and rivalries are going to be protected. More on this coming up in the whip. My guy Dax Malin had one catch for five yards and three punt returns for a combined 35 yards and a thrilling Washington Commanders. That was so bad. 12-7 win over the Chicago Bears every, in the Windy City. Every Thursday night game just stinks right now. Come on now. Ay, ay, ay. Hey, Dax did his thing. He Notable Cougs in the NFL to keep an eye on this weekend. How about Zach Wilson and the New York Jets taking on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Winnable. Fred Warner and the 49ers on the road to take on Tyler Algier and the Atlanta Falcons. Fred Warner tackling Tyler Algier is a very real possibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Taysom Hill, woo, riding high. The New Orleans Saints match up with my Cincinnati Bengals. Of note, the Seahawks defense is terrible. 
So let's see if Taysom can replicate that against your team. <laughs> Number 12 women's volleyball swept St. Mary's thanks to a 378 hitting percentage and tied a season high with eight aces. They play at the University of the Pacific tomorrow. BYU women's soccer hosting number 14 in unbeaten Portland tomorrow to finish out homecoming week. BYU leads the all-time series against the Pilots 12 matches to four. Portland's goalkeeper of note, first in the West Coast Conference and in the nation in save percentage, 940. She's given up three goals all season. BYU's going to have to do something special on offense to hand the Pilots their first loss. Nine Eastern on the BYU TV app. So watch football all day, then you can watch BYU women's soccer on Saturday night. Exactly, and I've read that BYU hasn't lost to Portland since 06. Is that true? Yep. That's crazy. Portland's uh, been traditionally awesome. Number one men's and number six women's cross country competed the Nutty, Nutty Comb Wisconsin Invitational this weekend. Meet features seven of the top ten men's programs, six of the top ten women's programs. BYU softball in their fall schedule, taking on the College of Southern Idaho today. Their fifth blue and white scrimmage is on the 11th. Baseball's blue and white scrimmage happens today at 8 Eastern Miller Park. You can listen to that coverage live on BYU Radio. The Cougars, the Batcats specifically, coming off a 33-21 season, hoping to take the next step after a fourth-place finish in the West Coast Conference. Men and women swim and dive continue competition with Big 12 homie in the future, TCU, at the Richards Building Pool today. Men are up 125-40 after day one. The women are up 96-71. And some men's and women's tennis notes. The men opening at the ITA Mountain Regional Championships with 11 singles matches yesterday. They continue in those matches today and tomorrow. The women taking on day three of the ITA Regionals in Vegas. Good luck to both teams. All rise and shout. It is time for what's trending. Jerem, we turn our attention to BYU football and Arkansas. Tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern, beautiful afternoon lineup is set up, pristine conditions. But BYU has been trending in the wrong directions in terms of overall quality of football. So my first question for you today is why do we think that BYU, with those trends in mind, will play a better brand of football against Arkansas given what's happened over the last four games. I'm not sure I do, Spence. I sure hope they do. Uh, but with Jaron Hall clearly injured with that shoulder, I have concerns. If Jaron Hall was healthy and this was happening, um, you know, and it did against Oregon and Wyoming, but against Utah State, he got banged up. Aaron Roderick admitted, hey, I ran the ball a lot in the fourth quarter to try and protect Jaron a little bit with that shoulder. And then he didn't practice much, she said. And then Notre Dame happened. The interception was weird. The safety was weird. Obviously, Jaron was in a different space physically and mentally. Hopefully, he's out of that and BYU can play better. But I don't need BYU to play better tomorrow, Spence. I need BYU to win. Uh, when BYU plays a home game against East Carolina, certainly I hope the Cougars play a crisp, smooth, great execution game. East Carolina's a little sneaky for me right now, though. But when you're at Liberty on the East Coast, you just got to win. I think with this BYU football team, we've seen half of the season. They are who they are to a point. Certainly they can make progress the back half of the season. But we're halfway through this thing. This BYU football team is a little different than we thought they'd be. They're 4-2. and two, And if they win tomorrow, it's all good. It's all good, man, uh, on AMC. But this team needs to play a way to win. They don't need to play a certain brand of football tomorrow. Certainly we want BYU to play better. And was winning enough against Utah State, we asked. And the answer was no. And against Notre Dame, had they won, it didn't matter that the first half was messy. But they lost, so we look at the first half, right? I don't need them to play a better brand of football. I just need them to win tomorrow. Can BYU beat Arkansas without playing a better brand of football? That's the question to me. Can they do yes. it? With, how? I think so. How so? I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out 
how BYU can maintain what they've been doing and still get past a very, very physical Arkansas team. I feel like BYU is going to have to be on par, at least defensively, what they were against Baylor for the likes of Arkansas because Arkansas is going to run the ball a lot and BYU's defensive front is going to be challenged and the linebackers are going to be very, very active. So I, I feel like BYU needs to get back to at least that brand going back to game number two. At least that? That feels like the Defen- high. Defensively, right? Just to, I'm talking just defensively like against the Like three yards to carry good? Or sub four would do it for me. Well, yeah. Baylor ran the ball how many times? 52, 52 times. For 2.9. Okay. Right. Okay. Not 2.9 percent. Arkansas has got a better running back sub than four. Baylor. Very but nice. Sub four would be incredible. Yeah. Okay. 52 times for sub four would be under Arkansas's average of 233 yards a game. Like that's good enough for me. BYU has to hold Arkansas under their season average to me. So, so if they get 220, you're good. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I I wonder. I well, Vegas is telling us shoot as you pointed out. 66. It started at 59 and a half. Uh, on the line. 66 right now. 66. This screams game in the 30s. Does BYU need to get to 30 to win this game? And can we expect that with Jaron Hall's shoulders, Spence? We, we talked uh, yesterday with Matt Jones, uh, who covers uh, the Razorbacks, and we discovered, hey, this pass defense is really, they're really banged up in the secondary. Oh, they've given up 18 plays of 30-plus uh, passing. Should BYU chuck it? But can we expect Jaron to chuck it if the shoulder ain't good? Well, and, and Jaron Hall, in his words, said he's feeling much better than he was last week. He's That's good practiced news. all week. So maybe that factors into why we think BYU will play a better brand of football over the past four games because it's a big-time opponent. BYU is home, and Jaron Hall's shoulder is feeling better. But I, I am hoping that BYU can figure it out and, and get better to some degree because if, if they just maintain what they did against Notre Dame and Utah State and Wyoming, I don't think this is going to be a BYU win. Well, which halves are we talking about? Because if second half BYU against Notre Dame shows up, hey, good chance to win at home against Arkansas. If first half BYU shows up, you're going to lose uh, by double figures. You how can't much have will, that slow of a start. How again. much will the energy of Lavelle Edwards Stadium help BYU? Hopefully un- a lot. Unlike last week's scenario where it was so bad in the first half and BYU did not have a significant home field crowd behind them. Like that, it was, you could tell that it was weird. Like, BYU fans were awfully quiet in the first half, understandably, well, against Down 18. They didn't have anything really to cheer about other than a touchdown pass to Cody Epps. Yeah. Uh, but how much energy can the crowd bring BYU if they have another slow start? I'm not saying BYU can't overcome a slow start. I just think they have to play better, more clean, eliminate stupid mistakes. BYU can't be trailing by 12 points at halftime against Arkansas. Right. And I think the stupid mistakes – have mostly been the interception by Jaron Hall and the safety. Um, I think that's what Kalani is referring to. There are other mistakes, certainly. But those two were big ones in the first half. That cost BYU only five points, uh, but momentum was not on BYU's side. I'm with you. I think BYU playing at home is a very different team. And first half slow starts can't happen. First down, got to be there. This is, okay, a couple things that need to be better that we haven't talked about yet. Offensive line. We've talked about how awesome this offensive line can be. Show it against this SEC team. The second half against that Notre Dame defensive line, which was good, really strong run game by BYU. Let's go. Show up in this one. The other is this. Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely are really good players. They are not making enough plays. Peyton Wilgar had a nice tip that Max Tooley intercepted. Yep, he created Keenan Peely's a baller, too. 
I would love to see those guys have a few more plays, stops on a critical third down, pass deflections like Peyton had. More of that. Max Tooley right now is BYU's best sure. player on defense by far. A little more from Tyler Batty as well, getting in the backfield, stuffing the run. These, these are good players for BYU. Play a little bit better at home and get a big win against Arkansas. Schematically, it is a committee approach on defense for Elisa Tuiaki. Like BYU plays, I'm not even kidding you, they play like 30 guys a game on defense. It's pretty wild. Like a lot of stuff. So should we not expect a certain amount of plays from certain so guys? So maybe that, that certainly factors into. But these guys are so experienced. Your man. best players being on the field less. I want to see more Keenan when you're on the field. I want to see more Peyton Wilgar on the field. I want to see all of them on the field more. Well, if it's not going to happen, when you're on the field, let's see more plays made. That's probably a realistic Keep goal. your best players on the field, and you got a better chance of having. I don't think BYU is suddenly... A better brand of football. Well, I don't think BYU is suddenly changing that this week. I don't think Maybe so they either. do. That's personal preference. Yeah, that's Elias Chuyaki's goal. For sure. Okay, topic two. Is a 10-win season on the line against the Razorbacks? Yes, very much so. If BYU loses to Arkansas, you've dropped back-to-back games, you're 4-3, and three, and now you are asking BYU. You are saying, okay, to get to 10 wins, you have to win five in a row, and you have to win a bowl game to get to 10. Like, this is a huge turning point game. We talked about this yesterday. Mathematically, I mean, just odds odds are that if BYU does not win this game, they're not going to win 10 games this season. I agree. Like, winning six in a row, no. when you have to go to Liberty, you still have to go to Boise State, you're hosting a pretty good East Carolina team, and you still got to go to Stanford. And the back's five. Like, there's going to be some challenges for BYU. And if you have to limp into the Liberty game after two straight losses... That Not good. Smells Not, like, and oh I know it's gosh. very different than 2017, but it smells like ECU in Not, 2017. Not great, right? Yeah, where you're going back east, you're, you're struggling a little bit. Granted, that team was terrible. Like if BYU loses to Arkansas, I feel like the realist, like the realistic ceiling is nine wins, including a bowl win. Like you're you probably, probably looking eight, at eight. You probably go eight and four in the regular season. Yes, which would be such a bummer with this group. This okay. group's so talented. And then have a Come shot on. at nine, but if BYU like. That's why this game is – there's some desperation. Yes. Like, it's, it's significant urgency surrounding this game for BYU to win this game, get back on track, because if you're 5-2 and two going to Liberty, now you take the mojo on the road, and you're feeling good again, and the Cougars have a real shot at winning 10 games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now, there have been too many injuries to realistically think the 10-2 is going to occur. Just too many injuries. If BYU was less banged up, and you don't have a shoulder with Jaren, sure. and you don't have a Puka thing and a Malik Moore thing sure. and so on – yeah, 10 is possible. but now I'm they, suggesting 10 with the bowl game. So I'm saying like, – I'm you saying beat 10, period, Spence. Yeah. Like, it's just too many injuries to realistically expect that. Again, UAB principle. There's too many injuries to be like, yep, we should hold this team at the same standard. No, we should not. Next man up, they should do it. Well, in certain areas, BYU can sustain that. Offensive line and receiver. But there's no other positions where BYU's like, yep, you could lose X, Y, Z and still be the same or close to it. No. No. So this team is heading for eight or nine wins, uh, the way they're playing. Now maybe total, they, total, total. Now maybe they shock us, and tomorrow just ball out. They're five and two, and they're five and two, and they find something defensively and offensively that we haven't seen in the last five. Again, we're talking about a five-game streak that's pretty consistent for BYU in terms of slow starts. Certain things happen and don't happen on offense and defense. Again, why do we expect BYU to be different? I just want to win. I'm not at the point where style points matter because you know who BYU's not playing this season? They're not at New Mexico and hosting, uh, you know, UTEP anymore. This isn't They've the They've already Asian taken 90s. on those teams, Jerem. 
They've already played South Florida. You, and they've already played Utah State. You've got a sneaky at Liberty game, as we mentioned. You got SEC in Game Seven. Like BYU's never played a Game Seven in terms of physic physicality, non-conference like this. Maybe at home in a long time. Maybe in Independence a little bit. But I'm talking the standard here of truth has been like the '80s and '90s. Ty will throw for 400. No, it's just win, and and that's what ne the next couple of years will be, Spence. Just win the games. We don't care how you win at Kansas State. Just win 17-14, make a field goal late. Make a field goal. That feels like a long time ago. <laughs> but, like, BYU can do a couple simple hey. things and get this done and have a really nice season. They're not far from that. But they're also not far from sliding into oblivion. Yeah. Just win. Man, it feels and, like BYU's got to – they've got to have – got to play better than they did against Notre Dame. We know that. Totally. Real gotta, quick, percentages to win. Arkansas, 64%. A little bit surprising from ESPN FPI. A home advantage. They love it's it. It's a big deal. Yeah. At Liberty, 53%. East Carolina, 76%. At Boy State, 57%. Utah Tech, 99%, obviously. Stanford, 59%. Beard's got a good shot to have a nice run here, but hey, got to sh show up. Got to beat Arkansas. I mean, yes, 10-win season, 1 million percent on the line tomorrow. Any shot comes down to beating Arkansas tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like this team's too banged up to realistically expect that in my opinion. All right, let's go to you in Voice of the Nation for our question of the day. We want you to answer it. You heard from us. Is a 10-win season on the line against Arkansas for BYU tomorrow? Shay Lawrence on Twitter says, BYU probably needs this win for a 10-win season. Probably. History tells us there's another loss out there between Liberty, yes. Boise, and the bowl game. Mark it down. Yeah. Might feel differently if BYU had been more dominant against Utah State and Wyoming. Means matter. The end is the, the thing that matters the most, Spence. But, like, we, what have we seen from this team to indicate that it's a 10-win type of team? We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that yet. And, and uh, we were expecting that, so that's a little disappointing. But, hey, get after it against Arkansas, and then let's keep going. Okay, the BYU Sports Station game day crew will get you primed and ready to roast some pork tomorrow ahead of the matchup with Arkansas with Blaine, Below Spencer, and the Daves. That's what we call them now at 1.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Plus, Bill Walton loves our next guest so much. <laughs> I remember calling BYU basketball with Dave Pash. Yep, Dave Pash is on the show calling the game against Arkansas. Get his perspective on the number one matchup to watch at a position. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live on a Friday. It's game day eve as we look ahead to Arkansas in Provo at BYU alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. It is our pleasure now to welcome in the man who will call the game for ESPN tomorrow. Dave Pash is back in Provo, Utah. Dave, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys, I have to say this is the most professional-looking Zoom that I've ever been on. <laughs> I know that you guys were going to get dressed up for this and you had all the bells and whistles. I would have probably not had the sweatshirt. I wouldn't have had I probably would have gone shirt and tie. <laughs> we wish we were in that attire. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, Dave, we should probably compliment you on being the most patient broadcaster in the business, given on who you have to work with and put up with. <laughs> so compliments to you for being super patient as you work your way through uh, the broadcast biz. I get that a lot. I do. I, I appreciate it. I get it a lot. Um, I've learned this is um, assuming that we make it to basketball season. This will be year 11 with Bill Walton. 
we did do a handful of NBA games my first year, which was 16 years ago, although he claims still to this day that that never happened. <laughs> um, of course so. not. We meant Dusty, but yeah, that's cool about Bill, too. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is an interesting matchup because a few weeks ago we were like, hey, is this going to be a top 15 matchup? Nope. Uh, two teams reeling a bit. Obviously, Arkansas has played a tough schedule, Dave. BYU ha- hasn't played that great the last five weeks, but is still 4-2 and two out of the polls after the loss to Notre Dame. So what do you think of this matchup that perhaps is a little different than what we thought a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it feels like must win, but for a different reason than you mentioned, because you've got both teams going in the wrong direction. Arkansas was 10th in the country, had a tough loss against AM, have not been able to bounce back. And part of that is they didn't have their quarterback last week. And last year, something similar happened, and they finished strong and had nine wins. You know, for them to fall to three and four, if they lose this game, now, you know, the luster's off Sam Pittman and, you know, even what happened last year, I'm sure. And then on the BYU side, you, you know, 12th in the country a few weeks ago, 16th last week, and then, you know, lose to Notre Dame and you drop, you know, 10 spots, maybe more, depending on how you look at it. But I was a little surprised they, they slipped all the way out of the top 25. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that I think people thought, around you know two weeks ago that BYU was probably a top 15 team and the fact the voters even though I don't know that the polls really matter that much we're getting closer to finally getting a a college football playoff top 25 I would think BYU would be in that top 25 if they voted today but clearly the the writers and the coaches feel right now they should not be ranked because that was a precipitous drop despite only an eight-point loss. Dave Pash is on BYU Sports Nation when you look at the personnel in this matchup, hard not to pay attention to the opposing quarterbacks, Jaron Hall and K.J. Jefferson. What do you think about the quarterback matchup that you're going to witness at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday? I think it's really good. You get two guys that clearly have not turned the ball over very often at all this year. And I think K.J. Jefferson's really talented. I think Jaron Hall is really talented. I hope both guys are 100%. It sounds like both guys are going to play. You know, we have not met with Kalani yet, but when we sit down with him, I want to ask him to clarify his comment early this week when he said, Jaron's going to have to go. You know, that that can be viewed a couple different ways. Does that mean he's not 100%, but we need him to go? Um, or, you know, was he just saying that? Was it out of context? Who knows? But hopefully Jaron's healthy because clearly against Notre Dame, you could tell he wasn't. And then K.J. Jefferson, I mean, he, he's their offense. And, you know, they want him to trust some of the guys around him more. Um, and I think that's an area that he's got to grow. But clearly, both guys have had great seasons so far. And it's interesting because Arkansas obviously wants to run the rock. 233 a game is a really good number, uh, one of the best in the country. And then BYU certainly you'd think could take advantage of a depleted uh, and injured secondary uh, that's giving up, uh, well, as a team, 32 a game. And then 10th worst in yards allowed total. Granted, tough schedule again for AM, but. It feels like a BYU pass game versus an Arkansas rush game. Do you see it the same way, or is it more than that? I don't know. I, it, it's hard to say. you got you got two banged-up secondaries, so it, it is hard to say. Um, I, I think if I'm BYU, I'm probably taking shots down the field. I'm probably going at that secondary. Uh, I, I think Arkansas – I mean, K.J. Jefferson is, is a dual threat, and I think he's probably 
an underrated passer. I mean, I could I could see them trying to throw the ball down the field too. I could see this being a high scoring game. I could. Um, and they're obviously very good running the football. Uh, and you look at KJ Jefferson's numbers; they're not gaudy, but he does throw for two twenty. I mean, it's not like he's throwing for one fifty a game. Um, and you know, they've got Raheem Sanders, who is one of the top backs in the country statistically right now. Uh, I think Jaden Hazelwood is a guy to watch in this game. Uh, he, he hasn't been a hundred percent transfer from Oklahoma. He's a guy who can make some big plays. And I think at some point Arkansas is going to need some big plays through the air to win this game. Dave, BYU has won 18 of the last 19 games at home in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I'm sure that has BYU fans hopeful that after the Notre Dame loss, they can come back and bounce back against a very good Arkansas team. You travel all over the country and, and visit, you know, the top of top college football stadiums. When you look at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, what type of home field advantage is there in Provo compared to some of the other big-time places you've been? First of all, we did the game last year that y'all lost, so <laughs> uh, against Boise <laughs> <Right>. State. <laughs> but we also did the game two years ago against USC. So uh, we, we brought good luck and bad luck. Um, <laughs> I, we always like coming here. It's a beautiful area. And the stadium, it's just a gorgeous – it's as good as it gets for me in college football in terms of just how beautiful um, the city is, the mountains are, the setting. You know, the fact it's a mid-afternoon game, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 local. That's uh, each of the last two times we've been here. It was that same time. Uh, it's just a you know a great time of the day uh, for, for college football in general, especially here. I, I just uh, – in terms of – the, the fan base and how involved they are, how much they care. Uh, it did take us, I think, an hour and a half to get out of the parking lot last year after the game, which tells you <laughs> the fans stayed till the end. And that was not a good day last year for, for BYU. But fans fans are great here. It's, it's a great place for college football. It really is. What's your sense of BYU right now? You mentioned the precipitous drop out of the top 25, but BYU fans not feeling great about the direction BYU is going. Uh, SEC team in Provo, rarity, just the second team ever to come into Provo, Mississippi State the other couple times. And then at Liberty, sneaky, got at Boy State, at Stanford still on deck uh, in, the, in the back six here. What's your sense of what the Cougars are right now, where they're headed? Yeah, I mean, two straight 10-win seasons, and then you're looking at four and two, and I think this is a game that, that sends you in one direction or the other. If you win this game, you're probably headed to, you know, eight, nine wins. Uh, if you lose this game, I mean, maybe more than eight, nine wins. Um, you know, if you lose this game, yeah. I mean, the, the schedule is not easy. Um, I still think they're good enough, even if they don't win this game to, you know, to win eight, maybe nine. Uh, I think, you know, the injuries clearly have been a big issue for BYU. Um, I, you know, I don't know if they beat Oregon. But I think maybe, you know, if everybody's 100% last week, you know, I think there's a chance that there's a different outcome or at least they play Notre Dame better and maybe you feel a little bit better about BYU after that game. Um, I, I'm not ready to, to say yet that, you know, BYU is still not going to have a great year. Uh, but I think this, this is the type of game that can, like I, like I mentioned, can kind of send you in one direction or the other depending on how it goes. Dave, as you look at position battles within this game, which one has your attention the most between BYU and Arkansas? Well, I think it's it's BYU, probably, you know, their linebackers stopping 
know, Rocket Sanders, a running back. He's you know, 700 rushing yards. He leads the SEC. He's already got more rushing yards than he had all of last year. He's a big back at 6'2", 230. They will throw it to him as well. You know, he's averaging a couple catches a game. So uh, that that's that's the guy, you know, I think at BYU can stop him. So, you know, Peely and Bywater and, you know, Thule and Wilgar, I mean, those, those guys, I mean, obviously you'd love your defensive lineman to make those tackles, but assuming that, you know, you're going to have, you know, a good, a good D line against a good old line, there's going to be opportunities. Those linebackers have got to make some plays. Because if he gets to the second level and they're getting chunk plays on the ground, it could be a long day. You like donuts, Dave, because they're busting out a chocolate uh, cougar tail tomorrow, <laughs> which is unique and special. Just second time ever. Uh, make sure you send some of those up to the booth. We got please. you. We um, got you. I, I was I was excited just to see the helmets and the uniforms tomorrow. Uh, now that you've mentioned something that's a little bit more tangible for, for <laughs> me in terms of my tongue and my palate, make sure make sure one of those bad boys is sent up to the booth, please. All right. You got it. We're working on it right now, yeah. Dave. Hey, we appreciate you hanging right. out with us uh, on a Friday morning. Look forward to your call on ESPN tomorrow with Dusty Dvorak. And uh, let's do it again soon. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk you, to you later. You got it. Play-by-play expert Dave Pash with us on BYU Sports Nation. You see him all over the place. So uh, you see him in the NBA. You see him with college football, college basketball. Oh, by the way, he's also the radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Taking on my Seahawks Sunday. So, yeah. At Lumen Field, I'll be How there. about the Tyson Williams with the Arizona Cardinals? Now We, we was, didn't even sneak in a practice was, squad question about Tyson Williams. He was calling Tyson when he was playing for BYU against USC in a yes, game he was. referenced during that interview, and now he's calling him in the NFL. Well, well, well. Yeah, pretty cool. And he works with Bill Walton. <laughs> Most patient guy, as you mentioned. He is. It's seriously. Okay, tomorrow, BYU Radio pregame coverage starts at 1.30 Eastern time. As Jason Shepard, Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and Greg Rubel get you a gajillion hours of coverage of BYU and Arkansas. That's an approximate gajillion yes. hours. Coming up, are the new BYU basketball uniforms that were revealed last night a slam dunk mm. or a giant air ball? We'll break it down next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Holy basketball puns. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. It's very simple, so you should just do it. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Russ Dellinger of Sports Illustrated reported the Big 12 won't have divisions. We'll feature a nine-game schedule. Texas and Oklahoma are expected to remain in the league the next two years. What do you think of this news? I like that BYU is going to have an opportunity to play every one of those teams at some point over the next two years. Yeah. So that was my first takeaway is that, yes, BYU will have a chance to play Texas and Oklahoma at some point over the next two years. I also like that they're protecting rivalries because I think we've seen so many rivalries go away. Let's hang on to them as long as we can before Texas and Oklahoma have to bolt to the SEC. Like While they're still in the Big 12, let's keep those going. So like BYU in Texas? It, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> There's a little bit of a weird rivalry there, right? And I, I like that. It's kind of um, one-sided the last couple. The biggest thing I felt when I saw this news was overall excitement that BYU is going to find out their Big 12 schedule at some point this month. Days away, perhaps? I don't know the That's date. That's the but most exciting thing about this. Yes. Uh, I love it. No divisions. Obviously, the news that the NCAA said, we, we're not going to – you can determine – how you want to do it. We're not going to dictate that. So the top two teams go. 
I think that's actually not beneficial to BYU. I think if BYU was in, say, the weaker division and won it, that would be more advantageous. The top two teams, it's going to be hard to be in the top two teams in that league every every so often for BYU. So, yeah, uh, the rivalries, uh, that's great. As a fan, BYU didn't have a rival in there unless four corners come over and the Pac-12 collapses. Then BYU and Utah would be protected, of course. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because we're getting that much closer to BYU actually being a Power 5 team. Let's just, let's make it happen. Give us the schedule now, please. 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 We expect it in October, so everybody knows. I want it to happen on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, please. We have Mid-week, a certain amount so have... of programming. <laughs> it's convenient for us. Midweek, please. Last night during Midnight Madness, BYU men's basketball unveiled their new Navy uniforms with royal trim. Jeremy, you were wearing it earlier. It looks really Shout nice. to Trey Stewart. Um, going back to that, how do you feel about it? with the Navy Royal crossover. You want more of it? You think that's the accurate amount? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't like it, Spence. I love it. You love it. I love it. No, it looks great. I, Royal and Navy, uh, we've come around to liking this more. Everybody has a different preference, but I think it's fun. And again, there are a couple more unis coming down the pipe. BYU football did the Royal uniforms with Navy trim in the early to mid-90s. I always thought it was Royal with black trim. That wasn't the case. That that became the thing like from 96 to 98 with BYU football specifically, a little bit of BYU basketball. But yeah, like I, I said earlier, I like the Navy base with the Royal highlights the best. And that's what this uniform is. So it's I, great. It's super clean. It's great. Big 12 released its men's basketball preseason poll. Will BYU be in the top 10 out of 14 next year in this? I hope so. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like BYU probably be right at number 10 next year. If we're like projecting way out, BYU probably is like picked to finish 10th in that 14-team conference. Top 10 would be nice. Like that means right you're at in 10. the mix. Right at Because that 10. is the greatest basketball conference there is. And it's not even, well, it might be close, but like it's really tough. I mean, I'm looking so at West tough. Virginia and Kansas State right now, and I feel like BYU is on par with West Virginia and Kansas State as currently constituted, like right now. Like, I, I think BYU is good enough to be the 10th best team in the Big 12 this year. BYU's got something to prove this year. For sure, yeah. for sure. BYU women's soccer also has something to prove when they host unbeaten and 14th ranked Portland tomorrow night at Southfield. Will the Cougars hand Portland the first loss of the season for the Pilots? Yes, Spencer. Ooh. It's happening tomorrow. BYU's going to find its offense a little bit more at home. Last time we saw them at home, six goals. Now, San Francisco, certainly not as good, playing with its backup keeper in that game last Wednesday. But the Cougars are going to beat Portland tomorrow. This is a team they don't lose to. Haven't lost to them since 2006, have won 12 of the 16 overall, but Portland's keeper has only given up three goals all That's season. a crazy number. It might take something special from Breck and Mazingo outside the 18 in and, a and, one nil game. And right? Olivia Wade's on fire right there now. There you so, go. So let's go. Okay, speaking of, 9 Eastern tomorrow night on the BYU TV app, BYU and number 14, Portlandia. Put a bird on it! 9 Eastern time from Southfield. We roll out our game day guarantees next, including a few notes that will make you feel better about BYU's chances to beat Arkansas. Confidence building happens next on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Tyler Batty with his first sack of the season. Wide open is Keanu Hill, touchdown. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Station, live on a Friday, hanging out in Studio B. I'm Spencer Linton, that is Jerem Jordan. Let's get to our game notes, Jerem, as we take a closer look at the Razorbacks and Cougars tomorrow. Okay, three each. I'll start. BYU's three and five in its last eight day games. Uh, this is courtesy of Gregor Bell. Thank you. Kickoff before five, says Greg. Night games, uh, 13 game win streak. Correlation versus causation. I don't know that it's causation that BYU just happens to play later and wins, but there's something weird going on there that's obviously better at night. Yeah, I, I don't like that, and so I'm going to counteract it with this, okay? <laughs> Only one of those eight-day games you referenced was in Provo. Okay. Okay? Good. And BYU has won 18 of their last 19 games overall in Provo. Amazing. Regardless of kick time. Okay. Regardless of <laughs> so, they've been so good at home, and we're banking heavy on that. And I think ESPN's Football Power Index is banking on that too, because they yep. get the Cougars, as we referenced earlier, 64% chance to win at home. The Vegas line's interesting, though. BYU at home, you think, would get a couple of points to pick a meaning, hey, Arkansas is going to compete in this game. Okay, number uh, two for me. Uh, BYU's one of two FBS teams with six games played and two or fewer giveaways. Hall interceptions versus South Florida and Notre Dame. No fumbles lost this year for BYU. Very, very impressive. BYU's put the ball on the ground a few times, just haven't lost Gobbled. it. Hey, we're all used to that. You lose stuff, you find it. Arkansas is one of the most penalized teams in all of college football. It used to be BYU. Surrendering almost 65 penalty yards per game. 65, that ranks 93rd. Can a rowdy BYU crowd Hop on that, compound the issue for the Razorbacks. Yes, they We've can. We've seen it happen before. For what it's worth, Jaron, BYU penalized 61 and a half yards per game. It hasn't <laughs> been much better. But it's all about Arkansas uh, playing in Provo tomorrow. As long as it's not a Mountain West team, you're favored by 20-plus with that home. Next one, BYU's 16th nationally in net yards per play. So what you are offensively minus what you are defensively. BYU, really good. Arkansas, 98th. They give up a lot of yards. 10th worst total defense, by the way, and they're giving up 32 points a game. BYU 16th nationally, you said? And net, net nice. yards per play. BYU's outscoring opponents in every quarter this season, except the second quarter, mm -hmm. where BYU was minus 25. Woof. 59 to 34. Oregon was a lot of that. On average, BYU's opponents are scoring 10 points in the second quarter every game. 10's a big number. Maybe that has something to do with BYU being ranked dead last of all FBS teams in rushing yards per second quarter with 22 total, <laughs> three and 20, a half yards. 22 total. Three and a half yards per second quarter in a game. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, 12 yards rushing in the second quarter against Notre Dame was a season high, by the way. Wild. And there were garbage yards there in that last drive. Frankly, if BYU is throwing the ball all over the field against a depleted Arkansas secondary tomorrow, who cares? Just win. It's about scoring points. And frankly, in the Kalani Satake era, when BYU is tied or has a lead at halftime, their chances of winning the game go astronomically up. It's like 85% plus. If BYU is really trailing at halftime, it's pretty ugly. So you want BYU to beat Arkansas tomorrow? Hope for a tie or a lead at halftime. BYU is UTA. They got a great front runner. Come on. Yeah, oh, nice, did there. nice plug. Free for BYU employees and students. Yeah. You have a deal with them? <laughs> All BYU students and uh, faculty do. <laughs> yes, they and do. And employees. Like, okay. No cell throws. Let's keep it rolling with more predictions for tomorrow. Q Ben Bagley. It's your BYU Sports Nation game day guarantees. All right, on the season. I suck at this. <laughs> we make three guarantees. Terrible. We make three guarantees. So through six games, 18 picks, I'm 10 for 18. Which over, is good. Over 50%. I think that's good. 
You're four for 18. I'm four for 18. That's what we're, I probably was from uh, three this morning, playing pickup. We're, we're, <laughs> we're working on it. Okay, Jeremy, lead us off with your three game okay, day guarantees. I am absolutely mailing in this first one. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> just to get on the board. Just see the ball go through the hoop. Okay. BYU will kick off at least four times. <laughs> just mailing it in, okay? Number two, Chris Brooks will score a rushing touchdown. Oh, that's aggressive. Chris, Chris has been good the last couple games. He, he going to score. Although, when I predict he will, he doesn't. And Jaron Hall will throw two-plus touchdown passes. He that's, should. That's not an aggressive he should. take from me. He, but this is the guarantee. I got Against it. that secondary, Come he on. absolutely should. If he doesn't, BYU's in trouble. You should go at worst here. Two, two for three. three. At yes, worst. At worst, yep. All right, number one. Arkansas will have more penalty yards. In BYU. <laughs> That's going to happen. Yeah. They're pretty similar. Arkansas 63 and a half, BYU 61 and a half, but the home field advantage comes into play. It'll be a single offside in the fourth quarter that will get you over the hill. I feel like Arkansas is going to have to commit a few pass interference penalties against Puka Nakua and Keanu Hill and Cody Evans against name to your prevent team. some big plays, right? Yes, so down the field. That could add up. Hopefully Jaron's shoulder's good, man. That's my number one concern going in. Uh, more penalty yards than BYU. Yep. And number two, BYU will hold Arkansas under their season average of 233 rush yards per game. And I, people That's were thinking, a lot of rush yards. People were thinking, is that, is that aggressive? Well, yeah, kind of, because Arkansas is going to run the ball like 50-plus times tomorrow, and BYU's rush defense has not been great over the last they've, four weeks. They've been okay. So I think it's under, guaranteed under the season average of 233. And number three, BYU will not be outscored in the second quarter. BYU okay. is going to outscore that Arkansas one's actually bold. in the second quarter. That's my bold That's prediction. a bold prediction, which we used to do. These are just predictions that are uh, guaranteed to not happen. So, yeah. All right, join us next Wednesday. We've got a special two-hour BYU Sports Nation on men's basketball media day. Let's go. Mark Pope and the gang will be in studio 12 to 2 Eastern next Wednesday, October 9th. After the break, has Jerem finally figured out a fantasy football lineup that will break his six-game losing streak to me? Maybe so. Waiver wire moves! Probably this not! This is Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This portion, I always think of uh, The Force Awakens when Ray's like getting, trading in BB-8 or not. You get a third. This portion. Hey, uh, download the free uh, BYU TV and BYU radio apps for all the portions you could possibly want and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let's play Fantasy Football Friday on hey. BYU Sports Nation. Let's go. I am, I am about to officially lose for the season. <laughs> like if I lose this week, I'm done, right? Seven? Oh, and seven. Yeah, you can't. I'm done. Can't. I have to win out to win. <laughs> All right, here Yikes. are the rules. We each pick three players to start from our roster of seven current and former BYU players. I'm picking Steve Young. <laughs> the loser from the previous week gets the first waiver wire option, which Jerem's had that every week. I'm pretty good at that at this point. Uh, the scoring lurk works like this. I don't score and Spencer does, but points are awarded on offense for yards gained, touchdowns defensively for tackles, TFL sacks, takeaways and touchdowns, field goal and extra points on special teams. No okay. Batteries, no batters included. So here we go. I am waving Keenan Peel. Oh, you got rid of a linebacker. I have one defensive player on the team, so he will start. <laughs> and I'm picking up the dude, Cody Epps. And Cody these are my starters. Epps. Zach, game face on Wilson against the Packers. 
Let's go. He ain't got no swag. Remember when Zach said that about Aaron Rodgers? Hey, he he got you close last week. He got me close, but not good enough. Ben Bywater has to start because he's my only defensive player. And the dude, five touchdown catches the last four weeks. Cody Epps starts. Let's go. Do or die for me. Okay. So again, waiver wire move and you start that guy. He's a dude now. I like that pick with Cody Epps, frankly, because Arkansas's defense is very soft in the secondary, and Cody Epps finds those gaps. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I'm going to be ticked. Here are my starters for, what is it, week six? Week, week seven? seven? Week seven. Yep. Okay. I'm aware of I'm 0-6. Jaron Hall. Not a great week last week. 11 points. Okay. But it was enough. But it was enough because Max Tooley was awesome and had that interception and I think 13 tackles. He scored big time, 17 points for Max Tooley last week. And when I play a receiver, you get points off that success. I just get two points for a touchdown. You're, so you're offsetting I it. I maybe should have played Chris Brooks you're, instead. You're offsetting it. Should I play Chris Brooks instead? Well, I, I think it's, you're fine either way. Okay. Max Tooley is my defensive starter riding that huge oh, wave of momentum. And then Taysom Hill. Heard of him. Now, he's not going to go for four total touchdowns tomorrow against no, the Bengals. No, the Seahawks defense is terrible. He might score one, but if Taysom Hill scores one touchdown, that's probably enough. Combined he, with Jaron Hall and Max Tooley. Can he neutralize Cody up? Yes. Gosh, Those are should, my three starters. Should Jamal I play Williams Chris Brooks, bike. though? I've, I've declared <laughs> Cody Epps. I can always change right now. <laughs> because you benefit from Cody Epps' success. Jaron Hall gets uh, well, yards and... Well, here's the thing. If, if Jaron Hall throws a touchdown to Cody Epps, then you then you get hit double whammy. What I need is a, uh, like, Keanu Hill throw to Cody Epps. Then you don't get those Correct. points. Here. Correct. <laughs> you don't get... Because passing touchdowns play. get four points. I get six for the... So I'm, it's only plus two for me. Max Tooley and his ability to pick off passes right now was big time. Shout out to you from last week. You played Max randomly over Fred Warner. I thought he'd be busy against Notre Dame's defense, or offense, I, rather. What I need is to do, uh, we haven't done a single trade, Spence. What I need to do is package like a, a trade? Two, like a two or three player <laughs> trade. Just like the house for like one player that I need. But for Jaron Hall. For Jaron. There's no way you're giving up Jaron. What would it take for me to get Jaron Hall? What would <laughs> it take? Trade? Tell me what it would take from my team. I don't know that you can do that. I don't even know Zach, that. Probably Zach, Zach Wilson. Zach and Chris. Probably Zach Wilson. Zach, like, Chris, probably, and Cody. It's probably three players to make me think about it. But Jaron's hurt. <laughs> yep. Is he going to be the same? You're I'm really that, debating you're right now. take that risk. <laughs> I'm wondering if, if, like, if, he, if his shoulders still banged up and they're being coy and the gamesmanship thing. If Christopher Brooks isn't going to have another like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it officially. I'm changing my pick right now. You're taking it away? From Cody Epps off the board, Christopher Brooks. Wow. Here's why. I just wow. don't want the almost, almost neutralized Jaron Hall points off that. Okay. Okay. And I'm banking on Zach Wilson having a, at least two touchdowns against the pack. You just hope, you better hope that Cody Epps doesn't go crazy if tomorrow. Cody because, Epps goes crazy. Because Cody would neutralize Jaron. Spencer, I am past feeling as Lehman and Lemmy were in this. <laughs> because I am 0-6. I feel nothing. <laughs> okay? Okay, so official pick, I'm I'm starting Chris Brooks over Cody Epps. I've changed you made my it, mind. You've changed the yes, roster because at I, the last moment. I have to risk it. I do. 
Okay. The mortgage is out there. I gotta, I gotta okay. not be 0-7. All in on Chris Brooks. All in, baby! Our question of the Come day. Come on, Christopher! We're all in on BYU beating Arkansas to keep a 10-win <sighs> season. Stress. At least the hope of a 10-win season alive. Are you as BYU fans? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Gerald Nichols on Instagram who says, Yes, 10-win season is on the line, plain yep. and simple. Put the Razorbacks away early. Sorry, what? It's a lot to ask, especially knowing the BYU is a second-half team. I like this. Turn them into pigs in a blanket. I haven't had pigs in a blanket in a long time. In the nicest way possible, he puts at the end. <laughs> That's a very BYU okay. fan tweet. That's a very, yes, it is. Beat them up. Send them home with a loss and help them enjoy their ice cream as they're leaving the state. And a free book of Mormon. Okay, here's your chocolate cougar tail and your ice cream. And a book. And uh, good luck the rest of the way after losing by 20 today. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Jerem. Today's Rise nice and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. I turn it over to you, our designated donut guy. It's chocolate cougar tails. It's just going to be awesome tomorrow. Hey, what's up? Brandon Crow's here. Oh! We got some chocolate cougar tails in the house. Oh, yes. Courtesy of BYU Dining. Hey, this is going to be awesome. Now, they did this in, uh, you want to split one or you want your own? I'm going to, I think I want my own. Okay. Yep. I, I don't need this I want my thing. own. I'm putting it on I'm, this desk. Sorry not, if this is against the rules. I'm not like an eight, uh, you know, 18 yeah. inch mm -hmm. donut guy, typically. Yep. So let's just do a piece of this. Yeah. Uh, a little bit at a time. 2012, courtesy, and thanks, Brandon. We appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, you Brandon, can, you ate one too. Yeah, yeah, you have one too. And our crew will get some of this. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can fight over the uh, five and a half. Plus. They're delicious. Uh, uh, Twenty twelve Oregon State, I believe KSL yeah. uh -huh. uh, said was mm -hmm. the last time. Uh, I'm I'm proud of them for tracking the donuts because I would I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, dude, Mitch Harper, you're bringing that bring that info. Which by the way, he's got a podcast coming out about the hundred years of BYU football. Okay, can't wait to listen to it. Twelve thousand cougar tails. <laughs> Brandon just in the background eating. Twelve thousand cougar tails tomorrow. Not many. What's normal? Is that 6, normal? 6,000 of them will be chocolate. The other 6,000 will be the usual maple. Okay. Brandon, where are you going? Just Dave with. Pass, your, your chocolate cougar tail is on the way tomorrow. Just stay with us. Thanks to him for joining us today. Yeah, just come back. Brandon, just hang out. Sorry to do this bitter. <laughs> Ran out of time. For Jeremy, I'm such a shout-out to Brant with BYU Dining for hooking us up with these donuts. See you tomorrow at 1.30 Eastern. BYU Sports Nation game day. Go Cougs. Let's go!